Ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chicky Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Game Changer Network, and I am so excited. Today is one of our Backed by Popular Demand series, and we have with us today the author of a new book called Influence Redefined. And our guest today is Stacy Hunky. Stacy, welcome. Thank you, Chickie. It's great to be back. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, I am just so excited because we first talked when I first launched my radio show back in 2009, and we were talking about your book, Yes, You Can, and Mm -hmm. uh, you wrote that book, I believe, in 2008, so you were one of our very first guests. Wow, and I've only gotten younger, (laughs) Chicky. Well, you look younger, my dear. So for those who didn't get the benefit of hearing that show yet, tell us just a little bit about that book. Tell us a little bit about your background, and then we'll dive right into your new book. The first book, Yes, You Can, it was really designed not that someone needs to read it from cover to cover to get value. It is really laid out truly the alphabet. Every letter represents best practices, how-tos, to make sure that when you communicate, you're effective, you're heard, you're understood to influence action. Very much of a bulleted study guide. Book number two, Influence Redefined, is more of a thought leadership book. And it refines, redefines influence on what influence really is, what it's not, the misperceptions that we have around it. And the whole book is built off of a model. Each of them are steps. I call them also drivers and elements to make sure that you have influence Monday to Monday. A little background on where this all came from. Stacy Hunky Inc. was founded in 14 years ago, and we really focus on the spoken word. When I say we, there's a group of instructors on my team that travel from coast to coast to work with directors to the CEO seat, and we focus on helping them become more aware of what their listeners see and hear, rather than what they believe to be true. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, give us a little bit of your background. My background, I've always been in communication. I've done a lot of learning and development roles for large Fortune 500 companies. I had truly the the honor and very much fortune to have some amazing coaches throughout my life, whether they were my bosses or mentors that I hung on to their shirt tails and corporations. I also, at some point in my career, very early in my career, I was an MC and I hired yeah. speakers. I would introduce them at conferences. I'd sit in the back of the room at Chickie and I'd, I'd observe and pick apart what was working. You know, where did they really connect and engage with their audience? I would hang on to their shirt tails as well and had them mentor me over the years. And at that point, that's where I knew, all right, it's not just about having a topic and motivating people. It's about how do you show up, how do people experience you, and then what do you leave behind? Meaning, what can they learn from you, practical, immediate how-tos? After doing a couple of stops throughout some Fortune 500 companies, 
I found my way to Chicago 18 years ago, which is where I reside today. When I first got here, I was hired as a consultant. I did a lot of international work. And at that time, it was very presentation skills focus. Mm-hmm. I would get back home from a trip and I'd think, oh, I don't feel ethical about what I just did. I taught people how to stand up in front of a group, but they're not going to be doing that every day. And that's right. really where this whole concept of influence came to light. And I thought it's more about how does someone experience you Monday to Monday? How right. how do you present yourself every day? Therefore, shortly after that, about two or three years after that, I started Stacy Hunky Inc. And and I really believe in this whole concept of we don't know what we don't know. And most individuals, especially as we climb the corporate ladder, we believe that if we feel good, if we're comfortable, we do this all the time, that being communication, we're good. We're perceived as good. Mm-hmm. Another piece that we lack the knowledge around is the type of feedback we receive. And so much of the feedback we receive throughout our career is flawed. People are constantly saying to us, nice job, good work. We play off of that, and that's how we believe, well, I'm, I'm good, yet I find out that the majority of leaders, and even if they're not quite yet in a leadership role, but that is their developmental path, they all, most people believe that they are more influential than they really are. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I absolutely love the cover of this book. And having Thank just you. gone through the cover design process on my own book that's coming out, I, I know what what actually goes into this. And And this one is so clever and so demonstrative of what I believe you're trying to show. And and I use these, uh, you know, the graphics with the balls uh, to do a bunch of different things, uh, you know, both in my consulting and and in how we're working on our technology company. And this particular mm-hmm. cover, for those who are just listening and who are not seeing uh, the cover of the book in front of you, there's this wonderful big red ball that that is uh, sort of metallic in nature. And I- instead of, as the leader, like being – you know, in front of a whole group of little balls, which in this case are silver, there mm-hmm. are some of those balls that are, are kind of grouping around and not only just grouping around, but like right up to uh, the red ball. And I was just talking to somebody the other day about, you know, when you do speak at an event and you can tell the difference in people who really do have influence because after they speak, mm-hmm. this happens, right? This, this mm-hmm. uh, you know, people come up and they just want to be around them. And then, you know, mm-hmm. there are the others that that doesn't happen to. Like no one comes up to talk to them afterwards. That's and, when you, uh, you know you need some improvement. That's yes. a good nonverbal sign. Yes, absolutely. So let's let's dive into the book. And uh, so you start out actually, as the title says, redefining what influence is. Mm-hmm. And and you you start out by talking about whether your concept of of influence is actually outdated, and, and not just your concept, but your influence. Right. And we talk about, not to give too much away of the book, we obviously want your listeners to get a copy and pick it up and experience it themselves. I think to create some buy-in by our listeners today, explaining what influence is and what it's not. And I'm sure your listeners can relate. Here's what it's not. It's not about we show up and we turn it on. 
And I know your listeners know exactly what I'm talking about right now. I'll give an example. You know someone very well, both personally and professionally, and any time there's a high-stakes conversation or maybe it's something more formal like a presentation, you can tell they turn it on. And they're caught up in their own dialogue. Mm-hmm. And they're not really paying attention to the side conversations that are happening in front of them or the many heads that are down in the smartphone prayer. And usually when all this is happening in front of us, we sometimes think, well, I'm just going to talk louder, faster, torture my listeners even more. (laughs) To me, influence comes down to two definitions. It's when your body language and your messaging are consistent, they're congruent Monday to Monday to really communicate your purposes and your priorities. Number two, influence is having the ability to move someone to action long after the interaction has occurred. Mm -hmm. And by that, those two definitions, you can tell this is going to take a lot of work. It's going to take focus. It's going to take discipline. The book lays that out, though, for the reader. Right. And, you know, I know that you do a a lot of coaching on this front. And and I'm Mm -hmm. wondering whether with this book it's possible to actually get yourself back on the right track, assuming that you are off track and your influence is indeed outdated. Can can you do this on your own, or do you need help? I think you still need some help. I think you need an accountability partner. You need feedback, and you need practice. Those are the three drivers in the book. It's feedback. I already mentioned slightly around feedback that it's really asking someone, when you ask for feedback, it's what did I do, what did I say, where you gained the greatest impact? What can I improve? Practice is it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable, so letting go of what you know to be true. And in the book, I give numerous ways on how do you practice all these different elements of influence through the body language and through the messaging. And finally, it's the accountability partner. I always use the example of if you want to eat healthy, get on a workout plan, a workout buddy or a personal trainer is a great place to start. Asking the personal trainer to be that accountability partner, you don't shake hands and say to the trainer, okay, call me when you're ready. Yet you set up a plan with them, and that accountability partner, there's something about that. I speak from experience, Chicky. I have several accountability partners in my life. One of them in particular, none of them are in my home state, so there's always ways to do this virtually. Every Friday, I sent her an email listing out what I promised I would do that week, what did I commit to, what didn't I commit to. And it's interesting when, and I've got an accountability partner that I do this monthly with, where every month, I, the end of the month, I submit to him my numbers, what happened with the business, what's happening with my personal development. And it's interesting, you know that you don't want to let someone down that you start coming to the table. You've got to bring something to the table to hang on to your promise and that trust that you have with that accountability partner, that relationship. Right. We all know that what doesn't get measured does not get acted upon. Right. If someone's right. measuring your development, you'll do it. So there's there's that component of I don't think we can do it solely alone. I also always get the question of, you know, is this possible? Can Can someone really do this? If someone is open and willing to do the work, if they care really that much about how people perceive them and the reputation that precedes them every day, they'll make it happen. These, this is common practice concepts. Concepts, the challenge is it's not common, 
I'm sorry, excuse me, it's common sense practices. Yeah, right. It's just not common practice. Right, right. And It's like and so eating healthy. All, right. This all boils down to the fact that influence is a choice that you have to make, though. It's because a choice. It, it isn't just something that happens to you, right, mm-hmm. that you just all of a sudden you have it. You really do have to to be um, uh, intentional uh, about it. You do. And, and I love the drawing it back to, like, the workout plan or being healthy because my worst trainer I ever had, and I, I don't think she wasn't skilled. I, I think mm-hmm. she absolutely could have done a great job with me. However, she let me give her excuses, mm-hmm. right? And sure. and so if I wasn't feeling like doing it that day, I mean, she just let me get away with it, and she she didn't mm-hmm. force me to take action and say, well, I realize you don't feel well, so why don't we just walk the neighborhood today, right, rather than, you, you know, working out with weights <laughs> or whatever, right? There, there yes. was a way to do it. And, you know, I think about my own accountability uh, team because I, I too, have folks who, who do that for me, but I haven't asked them to hold me accountable. And, and I think that's the big gap for me is I always do have those excuses of, well, this is taking longer than I thought or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I ran into this complication. And I, I think I'm going to make some changes there in my own relationships to actually ask them to hold me accountable. Good. I think that's really super practical. So let's talk uh, a little bit about the elements of influence. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you have developed this model that has the five parts. So why don't, why don't you walk us through that? The very first element, again, it is packaged around. So if the listener can think of a triangle, feedback is on one angle, practice is on the right angle, and then accountability sits on the bottom. And the very first element is self-awareness. If we are not aware of how others perceive us, we could be sabotaging our influence mm. because we're basing how we come across our level of influence on how we feel rather than on fact. And throughout the book, I give how-tos of how do you increase that self-awareness. The mm. next element is consistency. I believe a big part of authenticity is that your personal brand is consistent right. Monday to Monday. And how you show up is always consistent. People don't have to guess. There is a example, a real story that I share in that portion of the book around consistency. A VP of sales, he had called me. This was several months prior to that book being published. And every Monday, he brings his sales teams together for their weekly meeting. And he had contacted me saying, I think I need your help. A couple of Mondays ago, I was walking to the conference room. My sales team was already there. They did not know I was in the hallway. I overheard someone say, we'll call him Mike for the sake of the example, (laughs) I wonder which Mike will show up today. And I said to him, now first, that's feedback. So be very thankful you heard that because that's probably what people are saying behind your back, which now is your reputation. So the book really talks about and gives lots of examples of how can you make sure that Monday to Monday, no matter where you show up in your personal life, in your professional life, you're consistent because consistency equals authenticity. The third element in the book is reputation. I think so much of influence in what I teach, it's reputation management. And it's truly always knowing what your reputation creates. The book asks some very challenging thoughtful insight questions on what is your reputation communicating? Do you really know? 
And you should be checking in with that. You know, that influence itself is a lifelong process. This isn't something that someone will read my book and they're officially influential. You know, they're, they're going to have to make that choice, as you had said, to make that happen. The next step in the model element is adaptability. I am a big believer that the only way you can tap into what resonates with your listeners, tap into what they really want, is you need to be able to adapt on the fly. And adaptability, Chicky, to me, is that you're really paying attention to what's happening between you and your listener. You're, you're listening. You're watching that body language. You're reading between the lines. If someone is telling you that objection is they don't have the budget to buy into your ideas, yet that's really not the issue. Right. Adaptability is your style and how are you tapping into someone else's style, someone who's real energetic versus someone who's reserved, someone who likes to get to the point immediately versus someone who takes a while to get that. So adaptability applies to whether it's an impromptu, on-the-fly conversation, Q&A, or it's you came prepared to this meeting with an A to Z plan and your listeners don't want the A to Z plan. They're changing it on the fly. Right. We've got two more. The, the next element is impact. I think the whole idea of the definition that influence is moving people to action long after the interaction has occurred, it's because there's something that you did, body language, something that you say, your message, that has this impact on the person, not just during the interaction, but long after the interaction has occurred. And the book talks about this. The book talks about what does impact mean? What are best practices? How do you create that impact? How do you make sure that you do have impact and you stand out from the noise? I talk a lot about in the book on how we live a new world of work called noise. Think about how many messages you've already received today. As someone who's influential Monday to Monday, you know what to do to make sure that you and your message stands out from the crowd, from the noise, no matter what medium that is. Right. And all of those are in line, and feedback and practice and accountability is a consistent process in your day-to-day. The top of the model is influence. Mm. And that's where the book wraps up, and we'll, we'll leave that as a, a special giveaway as far as entice the reader to reach that end of the book, because that's where everything gets put together. Right, and I know that you include in, in the book some resources uh, that will help them grow their, their influence, mm-hmm. and you also give them some recommended reading of, of some other things that can help them. So, you know, as I, as I look at this, and, you know, I, I just came from a meeting yesterday with uh, a number of, of different uh, age groups, um, so we had the the people who were the the doers were uh, all millennials, and then mm-hmm. one of the decision influencers came in, and and we've been doing business with this company for a couple of years, and had never actually met him, and and it was clear that the level of communication um, for the individuals who had been involved in the project was was very very tactical and as you said you know somebody comes in wanting to lay out all of these things that need to be done whereas the person who really is going to influence what happens that that's not the way they communicate at all right. um let me let me just ask you to comment on one other thing before we wrap up sure. is do you find um that there is a kind of an age group 
that has a better understanding of influence, or or is it challenging for you know millennials who are coming up through the ranks and getting promoted and and you know being put in positions of influence? Did did they really understand it? I, I sometimes question my own answer with that, and I wonder <laughs> if it's more experience. I'm going to throw two per, two of my perceptions out there of it. I remember when I was the, I'm XY generation, when I was coming up through the corporate world, it was this big conversation around, how do you communicate with, the de- with XY? How do you right. communicate with XY? Well, now it's, how do you communicate with millennials? So I think it's a deeper issue of, why don't we all learn from each other on what works for each of us individually? Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of putting a label on it. So I struggle with that. I struggle a little bit with that. Then sometimes I look at when I work with millennials, some that totally get it because they're open, they're willing, they've had experience and they get the understanding of how they communicate, that they've got to be able to have a face-to-face conversation, how critical that is for their career. So I I can't, I don't want to put a label on, I think it's baby boomers, generation XY communicate so much better than millennials. I think there's a little (laughs) bit of the knowledge that millennials have around technology And that's been a big piece of their focus. Again, I'm stereotyping. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. everyone's like that. I think there is also a level of they haven't had a lot of experience yet out in the workforce. So do they really know how communication is such a make or break? Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from experience because I speak a couple of times a year at the University of Chicago. And it's usually to their freshmen and sophomores. And there's some that just they're, they're hungry for the material. They get it. They know it's important. Others that just kind of go with this mindset of, ah, I've got my technology. I can always send an email, a text, a tweet. So it's, I wonder if some of it, Chicky, is really the experience right. that they've had up to this point of their career. Either way, I don't care what generation you are, you've got to be able to have a face-to-face conversation. Right. At right. some point, you have to have it. And it doesn't matter what position you're in. I've had individuals in certain industries say to me, I spend most of my day on the phone. I spend most of my day on the computer. Well, you still are talking to people face-to-face in your personal life. Right. <laughs> you're still <laughs> having those conversations. <laughs> exactly. So I think for moving forward, it's face-to-face will never go away. I think it's becoming a lost art with all, right. with all generations. And it's a matter of just taking a look, step back and saying, all right, what is the most effective way I can influence this person? Is it through an email? Is it through a text? Is it a voicemail? Or does it require me literally to get up and have a conversation with them in person? Right. Versus just shooting off email after email. Maybe it comes down to we need to hang up the email more and pick up the actual conversation in person or whether it's over the phone. Right. Well, as I'm looking at at your model here, it it occurs to me that I I wish that this could be integrated back into our our education system because I oh, you know I think, think about too. all the things, and I've got a son who's still in high school, even though I'm 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 on the upper end of the boomer scale, well, but but yes. I do I still have young kids because I started mm-hmm. really late. Um, but, you know, I think these things of feedback, practice, and accountability, mm-hmm. and then the whole issue of self-awareness, consistency, reputation, adaptability, and impact are things that our kids don't necessarily understand. And yes. so it's so important 
to, and again, maybe this gets over that generational thing, because I, I think you're absolutely right that it's experience that makes that happen. But if you are learning mm-hmm. the things, right, whether you're learning the technology or you're learning your craft or whatever, but you aren't learning how to communicate, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do. You're just never going to have that True. influence. I think you can be the smartest person in your industry if you cannot communicate it in a way for people to understand. Mm-hmm. To be able to absorb the message and to act on it, does it really matter how intelligent you are? Right. Right. Well, Stacey, can you give our listeners uh, the best way to follow mm-hmm. you if they're just interested in seeing you know, what else you have coming out and, and sure. how you're communicating uh, you know, to your regular audience? Or if they want to come in and hire you, uh, how can they best reach you? Best way to reach us, all of our resource, any of the social media outlets that we're on is through our website, which is my name on it. It is S-T-A-C-E-Y-H-A-N as in Nancy, K-E-I-N-C dot com. And Chicky, the book is also out on Kindle version on Amazon. Stay tuned in the next month on our website the audio book will also be available. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, Stacy, it has been terrific, and I can't Thank wait you. to dive into this book. I, I am going to be uh, appearing a bunch over the next yeah. uh, number of months as my book comes out, and uh, I think I need to revisit this because uh, as an entrepreneur and, and uh, for a long time a solopreneur, I spend so much time alone, and I don't have a team around me. So this whole issue of influence is something I know I need to be uh, better aware of, even though I'm not leading, leading a large group of people. But again, the subtitle of this book is Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be Monday to Monday. The name of the book is Influence Redefined. Stacy, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and if I get a chance when I'm in Chicago, I will give you a shout. Thank you so much, Chicky, and any of our listeners today who pick up the book. Enjoy every page. I'm honored to be a part of your interview. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Stacy. Take care. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chicky Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm.